0: Welcome to your mind is trying to kill you podcast. Join your host Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host Alexandros Megas.
1: Well, hello and welcome to our forty-sixth episode of the infamous "Your Mind Is Trying to Kill You" podcast. I am your host, Alexander Smegas, and I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And today we're going to talk about a subject that is very dear, near, and dear to my heart, and that is the subject of inspiration. Inspiration, my friend. Do we know what it is?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you're the ar- you're the artist. You're the artist.
1: But here's here's the deal. What we uh, will attempt to uh, prove to this court is that uh, it is not just the artist that is in need of inspiration. Number one. Number two, inspiration doesn't solely have to do with artistic expression what do you think about that okay
0: well i suppose um while it's while it's always been associated with art and writing and coming up with good ideas i suppose is the is the way it normally um stretches out in out beyond the artistic realm in the way in which people refer to it Um i suppose it it relates uh to instinct and um connecting with those parts which are non, I suppose, not part of the normal thinking mind. And that would be the way I would I would look at it. So it's a little bit in following intuition, connecting with where that comes from. So that, that's where, uh, where I would see it. And therefore it is valid everywhere. Decision-making, in business, life, survival, whatever it's it's uh it's all there bingo that's exactly right so i have learned over these four have learned over these 45 episodes <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like the teacher's pet i am <laughs> it is i would i would say generally speaking uh it is yeah as i just said the major mis miscon- misdirection or misconception that uh, inspiration is to do solely or primarily with uh, artistic expression. why I, <laughs> I could I could create a, a brief parenthesis in there and give you my hypothesis on that. Um, everything, as we've said time and time again, everything that happens in the world, is largely concerned with curbing the enthusiasm, curbing the power of the masses, much like it has been throughout the ancient years. The masses cannot uh, hold the power, cannot have power. The masses having power has always been a very dangerous proposition to whoever is ruling. So going back to the element of inspiration, it is absolutely 100% true that inspiration can and will uh, create and nurture the natural power that we all have, but we rarely get to be exposed to and use. So if I found a way, or if I managed to find a way to isolate and segregate uh, and marginalize that kind of power, inspiration, just give it to the few, give it to the special ones. Because, you know, we all know that not all people are special, right? only the few uh, can be recognized as uh, ins- inspirational, inspiring geniuses and artists and such. The rest of the people are just cattle. That's, I believe, the mainstream approach. This is what I've seen. This is what I've experienced throughout my life.
0: So so the, um, so the narrative, in order to keep everyone down and not believe that they have the capacity for inspiration themselves, the narrative is that it is a special power and only some people have it. Is that is that it? So then people don't go looking for it and they don't recognize it if they happen to stumble across it. Um, it's almost like they're not worthy to have it, worthy enough to have it.
1: That's right. And I mean you don't have to go far. <laughs> I, I can tell you that my repeated experience with people coming in communication with me or well, just coming across uh, the work that I, you know, my artwork, uh, they they tell me, you know, it, it almost feels like they, mm. uh, they they feel compelled to tell me I have I don't have an artistic bone in my body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even draw draw a straight line. Mm. You know, how many people tell me that. So it is. My observation and estimation that most people need to confirm to themselves that they live and operate outside of that perimeter that allows for inspirational uh, communication and expression. And of course, I believe that to be by design. Of course, inspiration goes way beyond artistic expression, artistic ability, artistic ideas. and Let's just start by defining the word. As far as I'm concerned, inspiration means to draw spirit within oneself, to directly communicate, to allow spirit in one, inside oneself. So if that's the case, then clearly, even by defining the word, uh, we know that this does not at all uh, referred to just artists and generally what we call creative individuals in this world
0: I suppose I suppose if it was if it was just a uh, a trait or uh, an ability or a faculty which 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 people used to create artistic pieces or writings or whatever then there would be no point necessarily in the ruling um, class uh, wanting to put a lid on it because if everyone's going around painting and drawing and making sculptures, well, that's all good. I suppose the, uh, it's the, the other aspects of it which uh, are threatening. Um, the, I suppose the, the curiosity and the, the questioning about possibilities and looking beyond the limits of how you're actually operating down in that little black hole with everybody else. Uh, the ability to ask those questions. Um,
1: I suppose that's where the threat comes from. That's right. But what you just mentioned, ironically, these are all traits of the creative mind, of the artist. (laughs) The the questioning and the curiosity and the wanting to know what's behind that which I see on the surface. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's not like once you embrace... The artistic expression, family, uh, instantly you become dangerous because of that. But it's because you understand, you become fully acquainted with with what inspiration really is and where it comes from and how to summon it. So in this sense, being an artist always has been throughout the ages uh, both a sacred task and or uh, a rebellious task
0: dangerous dangerous for the artist
1: (laughs) well no it it has (laughs) dangerous to the artist of course the artist lives perpetually in a dangerous uh, world inside world uh, specifically, because when you step inside that kind of realm of inspiration, that kind of realm of opening the door to to spirit communication, because ultimately that's what I think it is, that's what I believe, that's what I know it is, then it's not it's not just the friendly voices that come through, you know. So mm. you you need to be able to develop both a discernment and the strength to deal with the negative aspects of it. I mean we've all seen actually we, we've seen the the artist's plight so much that it has become a cliche like uh, the the tortured artist, right? This is a term.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 every everyone from Van Gogh to, um, to Dylan Thomas to Kurt Cobain um, doing away with themselves because they, they were too beautiful for this world or, or whatever the various expressions are that are used, um, but not been able to deal with it. Jim
1: Morrison, exactly. Yeah, I suppose this is, this is why it becomes uh, a, a scary proposition for people that are sitting on the on the out outer realm of this, should I step in or should I just sit here and observe? But ultimately, look, you just said it in the beginning. Inspiration is all about being able to handle uh, and welcome new ideas. New ideas are concepts of that could concern any anyone. And, all, I mean, anything, really, um, and not just, obviously, uh, artistic expression, but it, it could have to do with building a new world, you know. Mm. Oh, science. I mean,
0: the ability to question and challenge, I mean, true scientists in many respects are artists um, as well. Not 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 the ones who are told what to do in most of the pharmaceutical companies, but but the ones who are, um, curious and uh, interested and and artistic in the way they approach the solving of problems. Um, those ones.
1: Yeah. It's problem solving. Actually, that's that's a really good term. Uh, inspiration is about problem solving. Mm. So, it's about. And if if we look at this from the perspective of today, this era, this month, this date, this year, we're in 2021 and we see the world declining in a, a very horrifying way, seemingly because of a health issue, because of a virus. But... We see people taking their lives. They take their lives, and that's not because of of that virus. We see people dying because of the decline within their emotional world, otherwise known subconscious mind. Um, so it is a matter of survival. I would say. I would. Uh, Propose that inspiration and uh, the ability to welcome it, to handle it, uh, to invoke it and yield it, is a matter of survival. Because survival is not just physical survival, Mm. right? Survival is not, especially these days, you know, I mean, if we're talking about, I don't know, a few thousand years ago, perhaps... Uh, the most important kind of survival would be physical, because people were met with different kinds of challenges. But in today's world, most people don't have uh, issues, they don't have challenges when it comes to surviving um, the elements, you see. Uh, most people have shelter. The vast majority of the people have food and shelter. And yet, a lot of people are being defeated By their own mind, by by their own emotional cosmos and take their own lives. So do you think that we
0: have it uh, too easy that we because we don't have to um, fight for food, um, fight for shelter? Now, obviously, there are some people who do, but for the most part, um, we don't have to deal with those physical challenges on a day to day basis in terms of physical survival and because of that we're not used to it and most of what we actually have to deal with are relationship issues work colleague issues and um, self-created problems such as financial problems and all that kind of stuff and a lot of it is 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 in our head do you think that the lack of those physical challenges, the lack of those survival challenges have almost created too much time for us to spend in our heads? And as a result, some of us can't quite cope with that.
1: Absolutely. I do, yes. But I can't decide on whether whether or not this is a negative thing from the perspective that If we can agree on the fact that uh, a thousand, two thousand years ago, whatever, two thousand years ago, uh, you wouldn't have time to philosophize, to think about all these concepts that today you may be able to sit back and contemplate and they can make you depressed. So, Mm. the question is, should you not have the time to think about those things? Or, it's good to have the time to think about those things and make up your mind and understand that it is actually a blessing, it's actually a, a extremely fortunate event that you have the time to contemplate these things uh, and uh, even if they sound uh, depressing and uh, and dark. So, Yeah, I've just had a further thought on that.
0: Um, So in in the work that I do, um, the coaching work, um, I would say the predominant question that I get asked or the the predominant problem that people come with is I've got this problem or I've got these series of problems. How can I make it easier for myself? It's like as if we believe that We need to be, or that we should be, if we if we have it sussed, if we have if we have life, um, you know, sorted out, then we shouldn't really have any problems. And if we do have problems, we can deal with them fairly quickly. So it's it's like as if we're we're running away from problems because we believe that we shouldn't have them, um, and because we feel we shouldn't have them because we're being fed all of this nonsense from um from tv and um media and all that sort of stuff um we're 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 it's almost like we feel like we're something of a failure um because we have challenges and because we have problems and because we think about things um and i've had conversations with quite a number of people along those lines and and ended up trying to explain to them that You know, the object of the exercise is not to get to a place where you've no problems, because if you've no problems and challenges, then you will just go mad um, because the problems and challenges give you the opportunity to use your brain, to use your power of reasoning, to use your power of problem solving, to actually make the best of each situation that you possibly can. And that builds resilience and then you get better at it. Um, but it's like it never goes away um but a lot of people believe that it shouldn't be there. They shouldn't have problems, and life should be easy
1: right. Well, we know what happens, as we've talked about that before. The subconscious mind generally is a solving problem solving machine, just like a computer would be so what happens unfortunately <laughs> when uh, the subconscious mind doesn't have anything of substance any real problem to solve it will create problems <laughs> and attempt to solve them so it's like you could say we, we keep on chasing our tails by not having this goes back to having a mission right we talked about uh, That as well, many times, the importance of having a mission in life, the importance of having come here and the understanding that we've come here to fulfill a certain destiny. And most people don't think that in this society. Most people think they came here by accident and they are living by accident and they will die by accident. So when you have this kind of view in life, it is not at all rare that uh, you develop a a futile perspective and believe that it's all for nothing. You know, it's like it's a coin toss. Hey, you know, who gives a shit? Uh, a speck of you know it goes back to the fact that we have been convinced that we are nothing we are non-entities we are insignificant we are we don't matter this is the ruling elite's perspective on the average average Joe's life I guess Hmm. so If you don't matter, what do you do? The thing that comes usually because of this situation, the thing that comes up, is we need, the the mind needs to occupy itself with something. Uh, And if it cannot occupy itself with something worthwhile, such as allow itself to be inspired, connect, create, create anything again when i talk about creation but solely talking about artistic creation i'm talking about creation in terms of creating your life you know mm.
0: but you you with with all of those like if you if you decide um and just using the analogy of a a visual artist as an example you have to decide that you want to produce a painting or um a beautiful photograph or, or whatever you have to decide that you want to do that first and by virtue of the fact that you decide that you want to do it that now creates the challenge because then you have to work out how it is you're going to do it. So the importance really of um, if you don't have a challenge in front of you you really need to consciously create one in order to ensure that you are firing on the cylinders of creativity and uh, inspiration that you need. Um, so, if you decide you're going to write an essay or you're going to write a book, you know, starting with the blank page and overcoming the challenges associated with the blank page or the blank canvas in order to get something down is in itself overcoming a challenge. And within the overcoming of the challenge, content comes out it may be good it may be no no good but nobody really knows until it's finished anyway so I think the the big issue I mean you have the higher purpose or mission in your life but even on a day-to-day basis again within the work that I do like I struggle to get people to even plan out their day to to and I don't mean plan it out in the sense that they've every every half an hour blocked out in terms of what they're going to do, but even to have written out the four things they need to get done today. And they by that, by virtue of doing that, they're creating a certain purpose for themselves. And often people work well when they're in a situation where a boss sets the 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 target for them and says, I need this done by the end of the day, or I need it done by the end of the week. And they work to that. Uh, relatively easily because we've been trained in school you know to do the right thing do what the teacher says and we'll get good marks if we do and then we take it on into our work life and I certainly found that when I stepped off that into working for myself that I was like it took me a while to readjust to the fact that I actually had to set my own expectations my own goals and my own deadlines. Um, otherwise, I would just drift for long periods of time. Um, it took me several years to, to actually get to that place. And I think a lot of people are in that situation that they get up and they just go and do the routine things that they do. They have no sense of um, a purpose for themselves and they just react to everything. So it's kind of no wonder when people step off a treadmill that they might be working in and they have not developed any kind of skill around setting their own goals and targets and creating challenges for themselves, how it is they would lose their mind. And as you say, then take ultimate steps like committing suicide or bury themselves in in alcohol or drugs or whatever. Another way of committing suicide, I suppose.
1: Right, that makes a lot of sense. But the other question is this. Most people that are not used to dealing with this kind of concepts, you know, like we're talking about a purpose or uh, you're talking about getting up and create your day, right? And in this society, all these concepts have become chores, they have become tasks. So we're talking about inspiration here. And as far as I'm concerned, inspiration can never be a task. It just can't. Not from in the decades that I've been engaged in it, I can tell you one thing it has never been a task. I have never woken up in the morning and said, oh, shit, I have to start a new piece today. I have to work on it, you know? I have to work on this kind of, oh, how am i am gonna do that, it's bullshit. Because the approach is such in our everyday life that people believe that this is how they need to engage. This system has taught us this is how we need to engage. And if you don't do that, what are you doing? You are being a bum. I mean listen to who who's that dude that uh is like the greatest thing since uh slice bread, the the guy that came from the the wine the wine dude. Carrie v. Yeah, v. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, if he doesn't say it's cool, then it's not cool. How dare you. But here's the deal, man. Inspiration is like uh, sexual arousal, brother. (laughs) You can't... I mean, can you? Unless you're a porn star, you cannot just push yourself to get there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Unless you're like uh, Ron Jeremy as like a master of <laughs> summoning that muse. But uh, it, it is like that. You have to play. You have to get playful. Within your day, you have to set some time aside to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? To just... Uh, look at... Look. Does a child... Need inspiration lessons, right? I mean, look at them. They're like I see my little girl, and she's always engaged in something. She found she has like this uh, yesterday, she was doing this thing. She says this kaleidoscope, this <laughs> plastic kaleidoscope, right? And she was putting it on the camera of her iPad and making movies. I'm like, holy shit, that's also awesome. <laughs> good for you, baby. You know what I mean? Cause it's like the what is it? It's like this inner arousal that you cannot, you can't turn it away. But what I was going to say was that
0: that I get that bit, but um, like while you're waiting for that to happen, is there not the issue around um, practice and discipline that's actually required, you know, to show up to, you know, write your 500 words or your 2000 words like Stephen King or whatever and sometimes it's crap and sometimes it's it's not um but the fact that you show up consistently means that you're giving the opportunity for um that creativity that inspiration to actually happen um is that not a thing? Or are you saying that you can only respond to it when it when it actually um, visits you, as it were?
1: I'm saying this is what I'm saying. I agree with you hundred percent. You're right. <laughs> Let me preface this by saying you're right. <laughs> but but uh, there there is a problem. The problem that most people have. If you what's going to happen if you if you preach discipline to the average person. Right? What's, what's gonna happen? They'll be like, what? Fuck off! <laughs> discipline. What is what is this? I'm gonna go have a beer. You know what I mean? Discipline is not a sexy item. Mm. If you're selling, if you're selling inspiration, and and even if you're selling discipline, you're not you can't sell it as discipline. Because only the hardcore Right, mother, fathers will be like discipline. Yes, sign me up. What do I do? Do I have to
0: yeah.
1: lay on a bed of nails for three hours every day? You know, there are those people, hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: yes. The Jocko Willink followers, the Navy Seals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The vast, the vast majority of the people are nowhere in that area. So, you can, you can, once, once again, <laughs> for the 50th time, no, the 46th time, the subconscious mind is a bratty child. And there's one thing that it hates most of all. Being told what to do! <laughs> right? So, this is a disconnect. In most cases, this will be a disconnect. Because people uh, will look at what you're saying and be like, that takes work, this is bullshit, man. Don't make me work, what the fuck? Right? So my, of course, you know, I mean, (laughs) you're a professional. You know what you're doing. I'm not suggesting uh, how you should do what you do. I'm just saying, you know, when it comes to the way I approach this with myself, right? Because, why? Because I am my wo- my own worst enemy. Right? Because I will find a hundred ways to get out of something that I have to do. <laughs> and, you know, I'll find the most creative ways. I guarantee you.
0: <laughs> Using
1: inspiration, yeah. i would be like, inspiration, because how can I get out of this bullshit? you know it comes you cannot as, as far as I'm concerned you cannot push yourself to be inspired um, but you can intrigue yourself you can trick yourself you can tease yourself right it's a game man you know once again, I liken that to sexual arousal. And it's not... Think of think of this concept. The concept of you met someone online, right? On Facebook. And they're awesome. Their pictures are awesome. Beautiful. And you have exchanged a few messages. And, oh, I love how they think. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, you talk on the phone. And you're like, oh, their voice is so sexy, and then, you know, you set up the first date, and you're on fire, <laughs> right, you're just insane, you lose your mind, now, take that, right, and, and uh, compare it to being married for 20 years, and setting up a you know, put it on the calendar with your wife when you're having sex this month. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, a, a, it's a very, I think, a very simple and, and inspired way to understand how this stuff works. Uh, you, you, you can't just pull it out of you. I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> but this isn't the most efficient method, is all I'm saying. You know? So, how do we, like, well, how do we find inspiration? How how do we start chasing that bitch? <laughs> so, uh, the muses. I hate the muses. Gotta love the muses. This is, this is like courting. This is, this is like playing with yourself, not in that way, but playing with yourself um, in a way in which you are able to to trick yourself to kind of like challenge yourself uh, into a game and see what happens, right? Uh, Like, for example, let's say you're playing darts by yourself. And saying to yourself, look, if I hit the center bullseye more than three times out of the 10, I get a reward, right? And all of a sudden the stakes are high. So this is a way to, to engage uh, with yourself with the subconscious in a way that uh, it's, it gets responsive. But... Here's the more interesting part. The more interesting part is that in the process of doing that, you will start igniting all kinds of other synapses, firing up and discovering other things. This is is the quest towards discovery. Like, I can tell you, for example, that at least 50% of my pieces, my artworks, have happened on something that one generally would refer to as an accident, (laughs) right? So, so, what is an accident? An accident is not like, okay, I'm sitting there, and like, how can I make it? I need an accident. God damn it. No, it's, an accident is just living your life, allowing your life to happen, and when something goes uh, seemingly off plan, it creates another kind of loop. It creates a loop. It throws you for a loop in which... Uh, you see a different and new little possible universe in there. You know, like, I'm, I, you know how many times Like I'm drinking coffee, you know, minding my own business in the morning, and then someone says something and and I get startled and the coffee spills all over, <laughs> all over my, whatever, paperwork. And then I see something in there. <laughs> I'm like whoa, look at that. It's an angel. I love angels. I'm sure you know. So, do you see, I mean, does this make sense to you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I I get the fact that um, often the most interesting uh, inspiration comes when you don't expect it. I mean, that's why when, you know, you're doing something other than the thing you're looking for inspiration for, um, you'll often get it. So, you could be working on something, trying to get some ideas together. Could be a business thing. Could be a, a, um, a topic to write a blog post on, or whatever. And you're not getting anywhere, so you leave it and you go and you do something else. Not, not particularly to to generate, um, you know, ideas, but just you got to go and do something else. And you're doing something else. You could have been walking around the supermarket, and all of a sudden you see something written on a a packet of cornflakes or or something you know which all of a sudden triggers an idea and then it's a case of i must get this written down somewhere so that i don't forget by the time i go back to write the piece so and obviously people have ideas in the shower and you know all these kind of situations that um which are away from the actual thing that they're trying to solve um, so yeah, when you don't force it, the the good stuff tends to appear, I suppose. Um, but the other side of it is, like, and I'm sure you, you, you've done it too, um, even a technique that I've used in writing is that just by writing and not from the perspective of trying to write something clever or interesting, I just say I'm going to put my pen on the page and I'm going to keep the pen writing and moving for the next 15 minutes and we'll see what comes up. And sometimes just a load of rubbish comes up and sometimes a whole piece could come up or other times just the start of an idea could come up. But by virtue of the um, of just sticking with it, um, you're allowing that to come through you. And, uh, and it's something that I've heard before, um, artists, writers talking that when they've written their best stuff, Often they feel like it literally is coming through them rather than something they actually consciously thought about. Um it was they they were they were moving the pen or they were typing, but they weren't really thinking consciously about what it was that they were creating. All of a sudden they look at it and go, Whoa, I didn't even realize I was writing that. Um But it's I think the thing if you come back come back to the you know, the conversations that you've had with people that, you know, that go into your store and, and tell you they haven't got an artistic bone in their body. Um, you know, that, that shuts off so much because I think when, when those people, and obviously they do have inspiring ideas, um, they, they push them back down because they almost feel they're not worthy to have them. um, how how is it that we 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 move from a place where um we actually start to believe that we we can um get inspiration, that we can um uh we can get in touch with our our um uh intuition. How how do we get ourselves to a place where we actually believe we have it? Because as we said at the outset, um we've we've undergone a lot of conditioning to say that intuition and inspiration is only for special, a special few people.
1: Well, generally, what I tell people is that if you feel drawn to something, if you feel, if you love a piece of art, if you love a piece of music, if you love a movie, like you, 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 there are certain movies that You watch them and you just, it's like sipping this delicious beverage, (laughs) you know. Uh, Because everything about them becomes inspiring. Everything about them becomes something that opens up new worlds inside of us, you know. So pay attention to what you're drawn to. I think this is generally a very simple thing. People think that, oh, you know, I saw this thing over there and I loved it. But that thing and me were two different separate things, which is not true. Because for anyone to be drawn to anything, there has to be a common point there, right? You have to find that kind of thing, that kind of inspiration inside of you to be drawn when you look at it outside of you mm. because it's it's like a reflection like like everything else you know when you're drawn to someone when you're drawn to anyone a person you meet someone you're like I like this I like this person or this person an asshole <laughs> you what happens like they're, they're, you recognize, subconsciously, you recognize something within that person that you also share with that person, or don't, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so I believe that inspiration is following the breadcrumbs of that kind of recognition when you go around in life in everyday life, you find things that you love you find things that you don't love just follow more of the things that you love just listen to more of the things that you love just look at more of the things that you love just read more of the things that you love do more of the things that you love So this is as far as I am concerned this is the process because the more you do that kind of thing the less someone else will need to right, motivate you, you know, the less you need. Tony Robbins like, Tony Robbins, put a fire in my belly. <laughs> Light a fire up my ass, because otherwise uh, I don't know what to do. It's because of that sort of thing, right? We need to keep following that which we are attracted to. That's the recipe, as far as I'm concerned, and this is why I felt compelled to have today's episode be about this. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. I mean, um, follow doing the thing that you love. I mean, I think that's 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 crucial Um, because I think no matter what you call it. I think this is the, the, the thing, Re- regardless of what you call it, whether you call it intuition, whether you call it inspiration, um, it actually doesn't really matter. But if you are doing that simple act of following what you're interested in, following, as you say, what you love, whether it's watching, like me, the Shawshank Redemption for the 15th time and still, you know, getting blown away by the... the um, the the opera music playing in the in the prison yard and all that sort of stuff and it it um, I still like I'd watch it I'd watch it another 15 times and it just uh, always does something so those kind of experiences and if you know what they are and they know you know that they um, have that effect on you then that effect is is really the connection with your spirit. It it's 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 that and that's where the as you said, drawing the spirit through you is is what inspiration is. And I think the more you um, awaken that spirit by connecting to things that you love, the more you're likely to be inspired. The more you're likely to be influenced uh, in a good way to follow things that, yeah, to follow things that that, um, that you love doing as well. So what I'm saying is if you consume things that you love, then you'll create things that you love. And I mean, that's usually what we people talk about as being inspiration. They're usually talking about the creative part uh, when someone has uh, shown inspiration. And so if you consume enough of the stuff that you love and that inspires you, then you're more likely to create and produce stuff that is inspiring uh,
1: as well. That's what I'm taking from from this. Uh, 100%. Boom, that's it. When you are drawn to something, don't think you are an outsider being drawn to something, you know, like you're like this common asshole and you stare at the magnificence of some other creator out there and you don't matter or you, you could never come close to something like that. That's not true at all. The, like I said, it is a great practice to start understanding that whatever you're drawn to is something that you're capable of achieving. Of course, in your own flavor, in your own way. But that's when inspiration is flowing So don't stop it by pretending that it has nothing to do with you, you, right? It's the current. Uh, Electricity doesn't just work for a few people. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you have a plug and you got the thing, you stick it in and you, too, can get energized. So um, inspiration is exactly the same thing. So you just have to know... What it is you need to plug in you just have to come up with a need an inner need and that need could be just to play of course <laughs> uh, because it chore sure would, would not be that kind of need mm. so that's it I think we killed it <laughs> yeah, it's a fascinating fascinating topic
0: I think I think it is um, but I, and I think it's just one of those. It's, it's like one of those things that um, we've lost. It's a skill and we've lost the ability to do it because it's it's almost like it's knocked out of us all the way along. Um, so this is really about um, reconnecting with that skill because I think once you start to do it, you reconnect pretty easily. Um, and if you feed it um, more and more with things that you love doing, then it'll feed on itself and will start to produce good stuff. And even if it's not art, it could be, you just become better at making decisions. You could be become better at making business decisions. Um, you could be better at picking friends. It's, it's all kinds of things that uh, will come from that place um, once you've got that muscle energized and exercised. So
1: I think it's good. Yeah. I couldn't have said it yeah. better myself. So think of that. Let us know what you guys think. If you have any questions. If someone yeah. is stuck with the inability to successfully chase inspiration, leave us a message and we'll ignite that for you. Okay, good. I think that this is it's a pretty good place to end today's topic. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, my friend, for your inspired... Uh, inspired... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and action and, uh, and thank you for
0: your wonderful and colourful analogies
1: <laughs> colourful is all that I'm about <laughs> in more ways than one so there you go uh, may you be experiencing a week full filled with inspiration of all sorts And until next week, let's be careful out there and don't let your mind kill you.
0: Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week.